trust that you'll be inspired, uplifted, and encouraged as we look into God's Word together. I tell you something, the other day I turned on a TV series, Discovery Channel or whatever it is. <clears throat> and here's this thing, I just realized, it shows, you know, one of those things that show Earth, and you know that our whole Earth is, consists of this molten lava. We're sitting on this thin crust of boiling hot molten lava. The whole Earth is full of it. When you see the picture, you begin to think, Josh, you know. And then it says, shows the most unbelievable thing. Because of all the satellites that are going across the earth now, they can take photographs of the whole earth from these satellites every 10 seconds or every one second. And they show over two years they take photographs of the Antarctic. Two years. They show over, and the Antarctic goes from that size and then when winter comes, it grows to that size. It's like it adds 10,000, thousands and thousands of square meters. And then comes summertime and it goes to that size and then wintertime it goes to that size. So they show this whole thing happening. So what happens is this. From summer to winter, the, the ice, the, the Antarctic begins to enlarge. So it gets bigger and bigger. What happens is the water begins to freeze. And they show pictures of the water beginning to turn to ice. Becomes this meters, hundreds of meters thick ice slab. But for water to turn to ice, it's got to lose its salt. It's the, the salt does not go into the water that freezes because it wouldn't freeze. So then they have cameras underneath the ice pole and they show how all the salt begins to drop down into the water like trillions and trillions of tons of salt dropping. You can actually see this white sheets of salt dropping down as the ice above is, begins to freeze. It's like rivers that are bigger than we can even contemplate. So the salt water falls right down to the ocean it falls up the ocean bled and then it begins to float down to the continental shelf and flows over the continental shelf. This, like, waterfall kilometers thick flowing over the Antarctic into the continental shelf and then it starts going up the Indian Ocean, up the Pacific Ocean and up the Atlantic Ocean from the Antarctic. Then it encounters deep at the bottom of the sea, there are volcanoes. Now, we hear of a volcano, we think, oh, what's happening? Do you know that there are volcanoes erupting at the bottom of the ocean all the time? So they give cameras that go to the bottom of the ocean, and here's this volcano erupting, and you see this big molten lava fire at the bottom of the ocean. Fire at the bottom of the ocean coming out. But it comes out at exactly the same time as the salt is passing by. And the salt and the sulfur and whatever it is in the volcano that is explosion converts the water and produces the most nutrient-rich minerals known to mankind. Instantly, all these nutrients are produced. The nutrients are then sucked up by the plankton. The plankton are carried up the currents of the ocean. The fish, and then they show feeding frenzies of different areas across the world, like thousand miles square, of all the plankton being eaten by the sardines and then the sardines being eaten by the sharks and the sharks being eaten by the whales and what, it's the whole thing. <laughs> they just show this whole thing taking place. And life would not exist if it wasn't for the plankton. Hallelujah. And the plankton, by the way, produce 50% of the oxygen on earth that we need. The plankton. 
And if the plankton didn't react, if the volcano didn't react with the salt, the plankton wouldn't be there and the plankton weren't there, we wouldn't have oxygen. Not only that, but the currents then begin to flow right up there. You say, you know, all the trees in, in, in America would all turn gold up there. Um, they all turn gold. They turn gold because of the current of salt that's going up there. The Amazon, the green and the other, they, the Amazon, all those nutrients go into the Amazon, all the animals come in there. That's why the Amazon exists. And that's why the cherries grow in Japan. And that's why this happened, this happened. Well, because of salt. You know, God is in control. What I'm trying to say, nothing is impossible to God. There are things happening where you haven't even got a clue. I looked at it and thought, I haven't got a clue about this. Not a clue. There's Mary. The angel comes to Mary. She's a young girl, probably 16, 17 years old. And she said, you know, God has chosen you and you're going to be your favorite or mighty one and you're going to produce a child and his name is going to be Jesus. He's going to be the savior of the world. And she says, ah, just a small problem. I'm not married. Don't have a husband. <clears throat> Normal, sensible question. Normal, sensible question. You know, it's not logically correct that I'm going to have a baby. I do not have a, I don't have a husband. And I'm 17, whatever it is. The angel says, but God has chosen you, you're favoured, and nothing is impossible for God. Just a simple statement. So she says, well, be it done to me as, as the Lord desires. You know? Here, here comes Jesus. Moses, I mean, that's another sermon. Joseph, got, he's got to say, here's my, here's my betrothed. She's having a baby. We're not married. You know what I mean? All those things. There's lots of things to discuss here. But nothing is impossible to God. There are treasures before us. You know, doors. There's breakthrough, even for the impossible. Let's year, this year, we've got to search for those treasures. We've got to choose. It's not about getting stuff. What I realize is it's not about getting stuff. You see, as we look and say, well, am I going to get this? Am I going to get this? No, no, no. It's all about who and what we become in the process of doing life. Who are we becoming? What are we becoming in the process of doing life that brings value to our lives? The people we connect with, the, the messages we get, the people we help and so on. That's what it's about. And that gives us the value. So we've rather got to choose. What are you going to put in? into your day so that you can reap treasures from your day. What are you going to put into your day so you can reap treasures from your day? And there's a few quick things as, as I just draw to a close. Number one, obviously you've got a plan. You've got to get together. You have a plan to have time with the Lord, to hear from the Lord, to read His Word. You can't get to a place of trusting Him, of leaning on Him, unless you're reading His Word and you're in His presence. Knowing that he is faithful. You know, just get up every morning and just begin to say that, Lord, you are faithful. Sing louder, sing louder. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You are faithful. Then write out what he tells you to do. Take responsibility. You know, it's not somebody else's responsibility. It's your responsibility. God says, what can you do? What do you have in your hand? You know, and if God tells you to do something, don't procrastinate. Procrastination is the biggest thief of, time and, uh, of our time and action. And every time we choose to do less, than we could. It results in a problem. Every time we choose to do less than we could. Because we soon find ourselves not only doing less than we should, but also being less than we could. See, when you do less, you become less. So there's something that God got to give you. Some plan, some action that He gives you to do is insignificant. 
that he tells you to do because when you put action into an idea, it restores your value and starts the wheels moving. Starts the wheels moving, you know. I mean, at the end of last year, just a quick testimony here, I mean, we got to the end of last year, we'd moved offices, it was quite hectic for us, and uh, sales had been right down, and, you know, we didn't have much income, and so, <clears throat> uh, I wish I could say the whole testimony, but time's run out. But Lynn and I decided that God had told us to give away one and a half thousand books. Just give it away, one and a half thousand books. So we started phoning churches and people, and said, listen, do you guys want books? Yes, yes, to take books. People that we work with, and they took one and a half thousand books. Within 10 days, we had received <laughs> we had received more income in 10 days than we'd received just about the whole year. Just from people just giving us donations. Nothing from the sale of the books. But you know, we, God gave us an idea, we took a step of faith and we did it. It didn't make sense because the books were like worth a lot of money. You know, but God was faithful. Take time. Don't procrastinate. Seek who you can help. Seek who you can encourage and start. It is Holy Spirit-empowered activity. Listen to this. It is Holy Spirit-empowered activity that converts human dreams into reality. And that conversion from idea into action is where we get a sense of value, a sense of joy, a sense of well-being, and that tra transforms you from someone who gets through to someone who breaks through. You know, someone who breaks through. Holy Spirit-led activity. Then we've got to... I actually need three, three sermons for this, Brett. <laughs> I'm going to end off by saying this. Then we have to learn to walk with God and the Holy Spirit every day. I'm just going to just summarize the whole thing here. You know what God says? The Bible says a lot about walking with God. Abraham, Moses, Enoch, David. There are a lot of guys just walked with God as a natural thing. You know, sometimes we're waiting for the boat and the helicopter and sometimes we just got to walk with God. You know, sometimes we live hoping for a miracle when God says just live in your miracle. You know, live in the miracle. Thank Him for what's going on around you. There's miracles all around you. You know, you're standing on an earth full of molten lava. It's a miracle you're standing. You know, you could be melted in a split second. You know, if that lava came through, you'd go... You know, we're, quite, we, we're living in a miracle. So God does not want us to walk downcast, constantly looking at the regrets behind us, or the problems around us, or the hurts in us. He wants us to lift up our heads, to see Jesus at the center of our life, and to walk with your head held high, because He is the God of miracles. Fix your eyes on Him, and Break through. Fly with the eagles. Stop walking with the turkeys. You know, walk in step filled with the Holy Spirit. The difference between this balloon and that balloon is the air inside. The difference between our life getting through and breaking through is the Spirit inside. That's it. The air of the Holy Spirit that is within us. Jesus walked with his disciples every day. You know, he walked to the tomb of Lazarus. He walked to the, the, the woman at the well. He walked to feed the 5,000. It was just like way of life. He just trusted God. He knew the power of God's Spirit upon him. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. And then he only spoke and did what the Holy Spirit led him to say and do. Walk filled 
with the Holy Spirit. Seek the treasures that God has placed before you this day, this year. Contribute into it with the strategies He gives you and then, and then receive the treasures that God has got for you because God is the God of the impossible. God is the God of the impossible. I think we should just end up with that raise a hallelujah quickly. And while we're doing that, I'm just going to invite you. If you just want us to stand with you, pray, um, doesn't matter whether it's, it's, um, you're somebody who just wants to renew your commitment to God, or you've never given your life to the Lord, or you want us to stand and you want, or you. Instagram or Facebook. We'd love to meet with you in person.